Hey guys, Danny here, and on this episode of Music Lesson Business Academy, we're going to talk about the importance of looking at data, knowing what your numbers are, and figuring out if what you think is actually working really is working. Let's roll the intro. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Music Lesson Business Academy. I'm your host, Danny Thompson. As always, thanks so much for your continued support here over at the show. If you're new to the show, welcome. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, guys, if you haven't and you feel so inclined to do so, you could jump over to iTunes. Give me a quick review and rating over there. It is much appreciated. Also, if you feel like you're getting anything out of these shows and you want to support the podcast, you can do so by becoming a Patreon over at patreon.com backslash Music Lesson Business Academy. Patreon members get one extra podcast a month and also some other behind the scenes and other little cool extra bits of stuff. So check it out, patreon.com. Join the tribe. How's everybody doing? Hope you're all doing well. Um, I've got so much going on in my world right now. It's unbelievable. Big, huge changes coming down the road at my music school. I can't really go into it uh, yet, but in uh, a very soon upcoming episode, um, I'll go into great detail about the changes that I am making over at my school. Um, I've got another one of our live stream concerts coming up. So the way I'm doing events right now, I've seen a lot of people doing like, you know, zoom recitals and things like that, where people are calling in from home. I do more of a live streamed variety show type of thing. So we are going to be at a rehearsal studio and a very small amount of employees, just me and two or three other people tops, everybody in masks. We're going to be in a large uh, recital room for this, or uh, it's like a rehearsal showcase room over at Bomb Shelter Rehearsals up in Garden Grove over there. And uh, the students kind of just come in one at a time, and we really just do a small number of spots. I think we have eight performance slots for this. But we also mix in pre-recorded videos and we're doing some segments this time like the, uh, you know, music theory in one minute will be a little segment. And those are pre-recorded videos that I cut to. I do the whole thing live stream through OBS um, and I utilize a few other software programs as well. Uh, multiple cameras. Uh, just building that bigger and bigger and bigger. I really think this is going to be a cool, you know, long-term way to do student performances. So, um, you know, we're, we're working out all the bugs and, and we've got to make it more and more pro, but uh, we are getting there, you know, lots of challenges with it. Uh, had somebody have to drop out of performing on Sunday because their entire family has tested positive for COVID. So these are the challenges that we are 
faced with right now. And again, luckily, this person had not come in and physically in person done a lesson um, this last week where we were open. So we opened July 6th. We made it one week before California kind of shut down again. So we are back to online lessons. Uh, we're letting our bands get together in person, um, you know, a few other things like that. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that stuff in the future as well. But uh, today we're going to talk about the importance of knowing your statistics and using data and really making sure that what you think in your mind is working truly is working and uh, a lot of directions we can go there. So, uh, but before we get to that little housekeeping here, this episode is brought to you by never alone business services.com. Chris and Jen over at never alone business services do SEO website work. They do Facebook ads, Google AdWords, general marketing for music schools. And Chris and Jen also own a pretty sizable 500 ish student music school out in Minnesota. So they understand what our business is all about. And I think that makes a big difference when it comes to, you know, having somebody on your marketing team uh, that knows the challenges that we face, you know, are we marketing to the kids or are we marketing to parents? And how does all that kind of come together to create a marketing strategy that works? So check out neveralonebusinessservices.com. Mention you heard about it on Music Lesson at Business Academy and you save a hundred bucks off. I've been doing my, uh, they've been doing my Google ads for well, six or eight months now and uh, always been very responsive, doing a great job for me. This episode is also brought to you by the fine folks over at TeacherZone, TeacherZone.com for your scheduling and billing and student learning and management needs. Check those guys out over there. They would love to give you a free demo of their software. Okay, that's it. Let's get into the episode. Here we go. All right, guys. So what gave me the idea to talk about this is <clears throat> I was kind of listening to another music school talk a little bit about their marketing and doesn't matter which one we this is a really common error that I think we all make. Um, so it's something to be really, really aware of. And I think it can help us all to be more productive and more efficient with our marketing and more efficient with our marketing dollars. So. Um, this particular school was kind of talking about, you know, what they had done to help the school grow and, and, you know, those types of things. And they were talking about their social media and, you know, they had some cool ideas and I liked what they were saying about their social media and how they did some of their posts. So I went to check it out. Um, and when I looked like on the Instagram page, what I noticed was there was zero engagement. So. I had to really struggle to find a post that had a single comment on it. And there wasn't very many likes. Their, their presence was fairly small to begin with as far as just followers. But that, that's not really something to measure so much because a smaller following of really engaged tribe members is better than some huge, you know, thousands and thousands of followers that are just, you know, fake 
customers or whatever. So that's not really so much of an issue, but there just wasn't engagement. There wasn't comments. There wasn't a lot of response. Um, same thing on the Facebook page. Almost no comments from people, reshares, things of that nature. So my, my takeaway from that is, is that I don't think that's really from a marketing standpoint where that school is getting any of their students. So the question then becomes, where are they getting their students? And are they aware of where those students are really coming from? Now, maybe they are. Maybe this conversation just kind of went down a social media post kind of conversation, and, and that's totally fine. And again, we all do this, where we get an idea. Maybe it's for a page on our website, something we want to do on Facebook. It's, you know... It could be anything, and we love it. We think it's great. And what we forget to really do is measure and test whether it actually works. And the reality is, most of the time, it's not going to work. Most of the time, when you come up with some new program for your school that you think is amazing, most of the time, the students and the parents, you know, your customer base, doesn't respond to it the way you think that they will. And that's why you got to test things. So that's where data comes in. Using data to really quantify if what you think is working is working. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry for a little bit of the background noise. I do have a fan going because it's Southern California summer here and uh, my air conditioning is actually too loud to record with the air conditioning on. So I got a little fan going here in the background. It's actually not bad today. Like low 80s it's really quite lovely but a little hot in the old home office here but anyway um utilizing data to ensure that what you think is working is working so let's just kind of hit a few easy areas that you can make this work for you so the easiest you know to start with is probably your social media and you have your organic social media and then we'll talk about ads separately so when you're doing that organic social media you want to pay attention to what types of posts <clears throat> are getting the most engagement because quite often it's not what you think it's going to be. And utilizing analytics that is built into Facebook, built into Instagram, your insights, you can see, well, what posts seem to get the most engagement? And then you can start to try to replicate that post. Is it posts that involve other students? Uh, is it posts that involve inspirational quotes? And every business is a little bit different with this type of thing. Um, you know, I, for me, usually the most um, commented on posts are involving students who are achieving something, maybe a passing a test or a performance, something of that nature. Um, because you know, we want to highlight those wins of that student and we can excel that engagement by certainly making sure that the parents of that student are seeing that post. And I've covered that in some other uh, podcasts that even if they're not currently following your social media, if you post a student picture, you should always try to send out an email or a link to that post to the parents um, so that they know there's a really cool post about your child online, um, be sure to share it, be sure to like it, you know, follow our social media. And it's a good way to kind of organically build up your, you know, your social media, 
engagement. And, and it all, again, all depends on what you're using that social media for. Is it just to interact with your students? Um, is it for information flow, getting information out? Is it signing up new students? And it probably could be a combination of all those things. For me, you know, my Instagram page tends to really be more about engagement with our existing customer base, stoking the fire of keeping that tribe energized and making people feel like they're part of that tribe more so than it is new students. Although I've certainly lined up some students through Instagram messages. Um, so as you're doing these posts, you know, go back and look, is what I'm doing working, you know, cause maybe you're on a, you know, tangent of like, I'm going to every day, I'm going to make this post and it's going to be these kind of posts. You know, you kind of go down a rabbit hole. I'm going to every day do a post about a student or every day I'm going to do a post highlighting one of our instructors, whatever it is, go back and look and see, make sure you're looking at those insights to see, is this working at all? Am I getting any engagement? Am I getting any comments? And when you have a post that outperforms those other posts, Make a note of that and try to emulate what it was in those posts. Is it the type of picture? Is it the, you know, did you put uh, text over the picture? Is it a short message or did you write a long post in Instagram? Uh, almost like interview style with that student. Uh, is it the hashtags that you're using? The only way to really define those things is to continually test and measure test and measure and it's to you know we all come up with ideas and t and try it out and you have to try it out so if you get this idea like oh i'm gonna do these kind of instagram posts go for it just measure it you know the way you're gonna find something that does work good is by trying new things so there's certainly you know Nothing wrong with just winging it and giving it a shot and seeing if this type of picture or this kind of post is going to work for you. But follow through with the measurement side of it so that you legitimately know if this is working. So same thing now, if we move on to ads, say Facebook, Google, uh, pay-per-click ads. Uh, it, it, again, now we have even better insight into these because we can tie this into our Google Analytics and we'll talk about website and Google Analytics uh, kind of as we do this as well. But we can tie that in. So, and, and this is kind of another example where I, I've talked to school owners who are, are like saying, well, I'm spending money on Google ads. Okay, cool. How are they working? I think they're working good, or I don't think they're working. It doesn't seem like I'm getting anything. And as I drill down to that, I realize that that school, they're not really looking at the data. And there's plenty of data there. You go to Google Analytics, you can see which ad is being clicked on. What are the keywords that people are typing in to find that ad? Where are they going after they click on that ad? Is it going through to my website or to a landing page? And then what's happening from there? So. As we do that with our ads, we want to tie that into our Google Analytics, which combines with uh, looking at website data. So absolutely, guys, you got to have Google Analytics on your website. And there is a Trevor treasure trove of things that you can do with it. And it gets complicated and it gets very deep, but you don't really have to use it at that level. Just get started with the basics. So first off, get it hooked up so you can see those things. 
Secondly, start to use some very basic elements. And, and this is, uh, you know, here's an area that could really impact you in your website design is we often get all excited about a web page or something we've done to our website and we think this is great. And then you go back and look at Google Analytics later and find out, wow, nobody looks at that page and the people that are going to that page leave really fast. That should tell you something. And that helps you to either redesign that page or make a whole new page that's going to serve that purpose better. Um, same thing with all of our ads. We can track those ads that hit our website, where, what page are they landing on, and what happens when they get there. Do they scroll through? Do they stay on the page for a while? Do they take an action like clicking a button that would allow them to fill out a form? And in analytics, you can set those forms up as goals. Um, and that's the next level of what I need to do much, much better is, is set much more strict goals within my Google Analytics because I have those forms all over my site that I want people to click on. So, you know, setting up those goals so you really know they went here, they went to Google, they typed in this search term, it landed them on this ad, they clicked on my ad, it took them to this page, and then this is what happened when they hit that page. So determining what pages on your website are getting good engagement as well, which would mean how long do they stay on the page and do they click around on that page, can help you to design other pages that might also inspire that kind of engagement. You know, and this isn't a, um, you know, I'm not saying this from an exact science standpoint, but Generally speaking, the longer somebody stays on your website, the better. Um, you know, the more pages they're willing to look at and the longer they stay on those pages, the better. And that is all data that you can get from Google Analytics. Then the last thing that I would say that works great for your website is to utilize a tool like a Hotjar or Crazy Egg. And those are systems that allow you to like visually look at exactly what people really are doing on your website. And this is an eye opener. So you can set up these pages on there and it will show you various different things like where do people click, right? It's like a heat map it'll create for your website. Where are people clicking on my website? Are they clicking that button that I really want them to click or are they watching this video? And it takes a little bit of time, obviously, to get that data. You know, you can't measure um, that data with a small sample size. So let's talk science for a quick second. When you're doing some type of experiment like that, sample size is a really important part of a scientific experiment. So sometimes when you might read about a really bad study that happened, you might say, yeah, we took three people and we did with this with them. So you know, and X, Y, Z happened. So that must prove that this works. And it's like, well, three people, way too small a sample size. Let's try 300 people to really get real data. So for a lot of schools out there, you may not be getting that many visits to your webpage and you need quite a bit before you can really start to look at that data. So let it run for a while, but maybe take a month months worth of data and see where are people clicking on my website and is it where I want them to click. Another great thing you can do is through kind of a color coding system, it will show you where people are scrolling to. So when they're scrolling down the page, 
a certain color like blue might say people really hover on this part of your web page for a long time. This part down here, no one's ever even looking at it. And again, that could tell you, well, way down at the bottom there, that's got something super important. That's the button or that's the video that I want people to look at. What would happen if I move that farther up and put it between these two other things? Will they scroll down and stop at it? Or do they keep scrolling past it? If they keep scrolling past it, that's kind of telling you, well, it's not where it's placed. It's maybe the titling or the way it looks or the copy that goes along with it. And then the last thing you can do with one of these sites, which is really fun, is it will record live video of somebody on your website. So you're literally watching these replays of somebody bouncing around on your website. And it's so interesting to see how quickly they just boom, 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 boom. They're all over the place really fast. You'll see them scroll a little bit and then boom, they're stopped. And you can tell, okay, they're reading that part. And over time, that can really help you to determine like, wow, a whole bunch of the things I thought would matter on my website, it seems like nobody cares at all. But these are the couple things that everybody's looking at. And that can really help you in your website design to continually tweak it and make it a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better. And just doing this at a basic level could make a huge, huge difference in your marketing. Something that I've been really focused on, and I, I might do a whole episode kind of come back, coming back to this, but you know, we, 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 we talk on a large scale about marketing and the science behind it and the psychologies, the big picture of, you know, what's in your sales copy and what are you writing and what is your, you know, your website message and all, you know, very upper level, you know, when it comes to this. And the reality, I think, for most music schools is that the fallout in their marketing tends to be more of the basics where even with, you know, executing your your website messaging and copy you know just at a moderate level if you did all the other stuff really well you you would have plenty of students and so there there's really these basics because usually what i can find if i'm coaching with somebody is i can find a real drop off an area usually where it's like well i think these things really are fine i mean yes there is improvement that could be made in your messaging or the copy right there but even with it the way it is you're totally missing out in this one key area and if you just did that moderately well you, you might have enough leads to grow your school because you know there's a point of kind of that um tipping point where you're getting plenty of students coming in that, you, you know, do you always need to continually be refining that marketing? Well, at a certain point, you kind of don't, depending on what your goals are. If, if you can get it to that certain point, now, of course, you always have to be growing and you're going to hit a plateau. Um, and when you plateau, if you are going to try to grow from there, you probably have to do something a little bit different. And maybe that's when you come back and you rebrand or, or not rebrand, but work on the messaging or the copy, um, tweak those ads a little bit more, like go to that next level of refinement. But if you're not really at that point yet, really, it might just be the basics that need to be done well. So I think I'm going to, you know, probably have a few episodes coming up here where we just 
really hit some of those basics a little bit more. It's also kind of my focus, you know, the data-driven analytics of what we do is such a big area that w- that we just don't look at. You know, just simple. How many people go to your website every day? It's very easy to go, well, how many people hit it every day? Out of those people, how many contact you? Out of those that contact you, how many sign up? Now, if you're getting 300 visits a day and only two people contact you and out of those two, zero sign up, it's really easy to kind of figure out, well, where the problem is. If you get five visits a day, but out of those five, one fills out a form and they almost always sign up, well, then we know what we need to do. But if you don't even have those basic understandings, it could be really difficult to figure out where to spend your time and where to invest any money. So, you know, just looking at the raw numbers, what's the sales, what's the gross profit, what are we trying to get to, what are the moves that we make? And that's kind of like data-driven coaching and data-driven management of your business. So um, whatever it is that you're working on right now, guys, whatever idea you have, whatever you're trying to change in your marketing or whatever you think is working great, you know, and that's, that's the area we make the mistake. And I, I make it too, for sure. This is awesome. This works so good. People love this. I love it. And then you look and you go, God, nobody's, nobody's looking at that. Nobody's watching that video. Nobody's engaged with any of these posts. It's not working. And you got to be real with yourself and go, well, that didn't work. Moving on. And it's real easy to hold on to stuff for too long, you know, that you're going to make this program work, do or die, you know, and maybe it's just not something that people want. And so you got to measure it and know when it's time to pivot and try something different. All right, guys, hope you had a great day. Hope you enjoyed that episode. We will talk to you soon. Music Lesson Business Academy is made possible by your support on Patreon. Go over to patreon.com backslash music lesson business academy and consider becoming a Patreon. Patreon members get one extra podcast a month and all other types of behind the scenes goodies. And Patreon tiers start for as little as $1 per podcast.